Hello, everybody. It's uh, Wednesday, August the 17th. Huh, that's weird. Uh, welcome to Quick Save Bytes. Uh, I'm Evan Rowe. With me today, as always, is Scott Ellison. How are you doing, Scott? Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> I have no questions at this time. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, we're finally getting back to using the Bytes like offshoot podcast and for good reason uh we've been talking a big game for a little bit now about uh the god of war game club that we started um with every intention of getting back to it sooner which seems to be sort of par for the course for us um <laughs> this is mostly my fault uh, as usual but uh we're here we're here to talk about god of war uh in the first installment of our game club discussions um better late than never i guess that's what I always say. Same. Like every day when I wake up, it's the first thing that comes out of my mouth, aside from maybe like a yawn. I used to be a uh, better never than late kind of person, but I, I've changed my <laughs> ways. I'm glad that you turned that around. So you were either like really punctual with everything or just shit didn't get done. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. No in between. Um, okay. Well, we talked about playing through the first two named uh, quests in the story for this first discussion. And so that includes the marked trees and path to the mountain. So um, let's just go. And I think the way that we'll do this is we'll, we'll kind of recap story beats as we go just to kind of set the stage for discussion. But I've taken a lot of notes on like what my impressions and thoughts were as I went. It sounds like you have done the same. Um, yep. So I, what I'll, what I'm hoping we'll do is just kind of lean more on the latter, uh, like in what our, what our thoughts and our takeaways were rather than, um, you know, reading through like, okay, well, and then Kratos did this and then he's, he did that. I've never been to an actual book club, so I don't know how these things are supposed to go, but I say we do whatever the hell we want. Yeah, exactly. It's our game club. We're going to run it however the hell we want. It's, it's not after 10 o'clock. I can't swear yet. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess hell is a swear. I don't know. Depends <laughs> it's on who you ask. It's going to say something worse. Um, so, uh, again, this is my first time playing through this game. It's came out in 2018. Um, and yep. as we've discussed on the show, like, I am not, I don't have like a big background with God of War as a series. Um, like, it's something I've watched other people play in bits and pieces um, and have kind of uh, admired from a distance, but never really clicked for me in terms of wanting to play it. Um, and so I wasn't sure how I was going to feel going into this one, except for the fact that everyone talks about how it's fucking awesome. Right. Um, oh, no, I did a swear. And uh, <laughs> but that's and what I, they said, not what you said. That's right. That's right. I'm I'm, I'm, uh, I'm quoting. So it's fine. Um and so I thought, okay, sure. Like this one seems different enough, right? And I've, I've seen enough video footage of it now to know that like, okay, the, the combat is definitely treated differently and, and the framing is very different. And it, it's a darker, more mature, uh, prestige television treatment uh, adventure for Kratos, for John mm -hmm. Kratos yes. on this outing. <laughs> you, we, there was no way we were going to do this without making reference to that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So um, the marked trees. Uh, things start out with uh, Kratos and his son. Uh, the boy. The boy. The boy. The titular boy. 
like felling some trees, as it were, and getting on a boat and dragging a tree on down the river. Um, Effortlessly, th- by the way. Yeah, yeah. Like a trunk the size of like a small skyscraper, basically. And Kratos just hefts it like it's a sack of potatoes. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> um, I actually didn't take too many notes during this particular like initial portion because I was just like taking everything in and like trying to pay really close attention to what was going on. And um, but kind of shortly after they land the boat and they walk back up onto sort of their um, I mean, their home, right? The the area like the the grounds outside of their their longhouse. Yeah, I I'm like I'm watching Kratos just kind of be there and talking to his talking to the boy and thinking to myself like this guy is the definition of barrel chested right oh yeah (laughs) like he was always a strong dude but the way that they rethought his physique it's like it's so clearly modeled after like actual bodybuilder type folks who like aren't just muscle bound but are just thick with with like six c's yeah yeah i was like damn that's a that's a big man it's a very big man. <laughs> um, and then the other thing, too, is just even in this opening, I don't know, however many minutes, like 10 minutes of it's it's just like I could not stop thinking to myself how incredible this late PlayStation 4 game looks on the PS5. Um, and I know you're playing it on the PC, but like the the de- the level What's of the dual sense. That's true. So it's close. It's basically the same thing. Um, but like the level of detail and textures and the quality of the lighting effects and the fidelity of the animations and all the camera work, which is like very, very um, like you could tell they were doing kind of the like using real camera, like mapping, uh, excuse me, techniques to to get like the camera movements and, and tracking to like, feel like really cinematic. And it's just. Yeah. I mean, like, the whole thing, the whole thing uh, is a one take. Yeah. Yeah. Which is nuts. Um, it's just it's so impressive. And it's like, holy shit, like if this is what this PS4 game with a 60 FPS patch looks like on the PlayStation 5, like Ragnarok, I hope is going to look just like incredible. Right. And I think that's. Right. You know, I know like Horizon Forbidden West kind of pulled that trick earlier this year where it was like, hey, you thought Zero Dawn looked good. Like, check this shit out. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I, I feel like we're getting into maybe area, area where PS5 games are really going to start showing off what they can do, I hope. But um, and so we get to the point where we actually learn Kratos' son's name, which is Atreus. Um, but I play games with subtitles on. Uh, right. Because it just helps. And I live in a den of chaos, even when it's quiet at nighttime. <laughs> it just helps me. Um, and so I had seen his name on the subtitles before Kratos ever spoke it. And I was like, oh, Atreus, like from Mist. Cool. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said the name and I was like, that sounds more correct. And then I started thinking to myself, like, did did the Miller brothers just like pull this name and use it without knowing how it was supposed to be pronounced or did they do this on purpose? I don't know. <laughs> well, so in mist, it's just Atris. There's no extra E. Oh, you're right. It is Atris. Fuck. My, you, okay. I'm, I'll turn my mist fan card in. I'm sorry, but, it, but it's, I, I get it. 
Like yeah. I I did have similar thoughts. I'm like, man, that's awfully close to to Atreus. To Atreus. Where the fuck have I I feel like Atreus is a, a thing that I've heard somewhere. It it very well could be. Um uh, Also it's like a Treyu. Uh, like, yes. <laughs> uh, one thing with this, uh, your, your note about subtitles is there, there's a lot of games that do this that I'm surprised that this one doesn't. And that's, it will obfuscate the name of the person who's talking until they get introduced. You know, it's, it's funny you mentioned that. Um, well, that's true. There are a lot of games that do that. Um, in fact, I feel like a, most of them do it. So I was also surprised that they pulled that here. There's another game I was playing recently. Oh, Xenoblade does this also, where they show you character names way before they, uh, in the subtitles, way before they tell you what their names are, which is interesting. But I guess, like, if you're thinking about it from the perspective of someone who's using them because they're, like, they can't hear, right? Then then that's actually probably more useful to know the name of the character who says it. Yeah, um, I mean, it's going to be very contextual, but in this case, you've got only two people on screen. So if you just make the subtitle yeah. name be boy, boy, <laughs> yeah. then that's fine. Right, yes. Um, but, you know, they, well, I, I, I'm, I'm trying not to jump ahead too much, but, you know, you kind of go through this whole process of, um, Kratos and Atreus uh, going out on a hunt so you can sort of learn mechanics and, and explore some of the areas and it's it's a lot of heavy tutorializing and then you get back to the house right and there's some shit going on um, shit goes actually, down shit goes down big time and Kratos is like this isn't good like we need to get you hidden like this isn't safe um, and oh, that's right you find a that a troll even before this too which it's is like exciting. it's like a viking panic room it is like a viking that's exactly what it is <laughs> um and so yeah like this character shows up right and the subtitles do refer to them as the stranger right they don't yeah. tell you the character's name yet so as far as you know that's that that is who they are i wrote down here uh like from the moment the stranger comes onto the screen i'm like Okay, this guy has some real like James Franco and Spring Breakers energy. <laughs> okay. Uh, or I also wrote down like Flea's character from The Big Lebowski, but I realized over the last couple of weeks since I played this, what it actually is almost spot on is, I don't know, have you ever watched Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Uh, a few episodes, okay. not a lot. So if you've ever encountered the character Rickety Cricket, it's, I swear to God, like this dude has cricket energy, like it, to a T. It's, it's incredible. It's almost like they modeled the stranger after him in a, in a lot of ways. So, um, so my, t my, my take on this was sounds like Jack Sparrow, LOL. Oh, sure. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> oh, I thought there was going to be like an addendum, like a, no, sounds like no. Jack Sparrow looks like. Such no, such. it was, it was his, the, the audio just kind of pulled me more than anything else. More than the yeah. look. Yeah. He's very like, he, he does a lot of taunting. He's very cocky. Uh, yeah. which is funny because he looks real scrawny and Kratos is like yeah. this towering hulk of a being. He's, he's like a, a, a string bean. Uh, yeah. A very old reference for someone who's skinny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like he does kind of have this like uh, Conor McGregor kind of look to him. Yeah, a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, and and definitely a lot of the swagger that, you know, the cockiness sure. that, that Conor built up over the years. Mm hmm. Yep. And, and it's funny the way they set this up where like 
You almost can see them pulling the rug out from underneath you coming or like you can almost see Lucy is about to pull the football away. But also you're like, no, like, you know, Kratos is going to fuck this guy up. He's like some low level messenger or whatever. And the stranger just lays Kratos the fuck out. <laughs> up and over his house. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh, OK, we got this kind of situation going on. And then and you realize it's not David versus Goliath. It's Goliath versus Goliath. Yes, exactly. And it's it's just the whole the whole thing is really intense. And I love the way that they executed this part because this could have been like a really short sequence, right? This could have been something that they spent like two minutes on tops, right? But instead it's, it is this drawn out battle that takes place in multiple locations near the house. Multi-stage. Yeah, like, with like massive environmental transformations happening as a result of just the sheer strength of both of these two beings. Um, and they really, really illustrate like, okay, the stranger is like clearly not to be fucked with, but also Kratos is very, very fucking strong as well. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't remember, I don't know what his status is at the, the time this game starts, but I believe at some point he did ascend to godhood previously, right? Like, yes. Like he killed Ares, I, th- I want to say. Yeah. I mean, uh, that, that, that is what happened at the, the beginning, at the end of the first game. Like, right. That is the thing he did. Yes. Um, and so that that's kind of my thing is like from the moment this game started, I'm going, okay, how, how does this all tie in? Yep. Like, I know like it's kind of starting over, but it's very much continuation of the, the events of the past. Yes, exactly. So I'm, I'm just constantly just listening, watching and just trying to find any sort of hints that, that are, are going into telling like what's happening here because like, that is by far the most fascinating thing for me because I'm someone who did play all three God of War games. I did mm. not play the PSP one. Uh, or there might have been a Vita one, but whatever. I think, uh, I think there were two PSP ones. Yeah, like that that was not me, but I did play the the PlayStation ones before I, I left me. that system. It was yeah. not me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. So and yeah, I, I am I am someone who loved that combat because like for the time that that game was out, uh, those games anyway, uh, I, like it was better than Devil May Cry for me. Like I think Devil May Cry has its place, but I think God of War did more for for me. Sure, that that worked, and the shift in combat, which we'll we'll get to here, does not bother me. Yeah, yeah, which makes sense. Well. Yeah, I, I would agree. Like if I were to choose between DMC or God of War, like back at that point in time, I would have opted for God of War as well. Like the combat did resonate with me a little more. Um, but I mean, we may as well just talk about it now, right? Like the the combat is much more informed by like the last decade of, of action games, right? And so yeah. instead of it being like really speed and combo based and like extensive combo based, um, like there's still button combinations, but it's a lot more to do with like, like the attacks are heavier, right? And they feel more weighty. You know, you're not throwing the chains around. Um, you're, you've just got this, I can't remember what that, I should know this. What do you remember what the, the ax is called? I don't. Okay. We'll uh, call it Axel <laughs> Rose. Axel Rose. So yeah, you've got Axel Rose, which is very large and, Kratos can throw it and and pull it back to him, not unlike Thor's hammer, which is kind of a neat trick. So cool. Um, it's very cool. And like you can see very early on in the skill tree, like how they're going to build on to the systems. But it does feel a lot more like 
something like, I guess, for lack of a better comparison, even though it came out more recently, like Spider-Man kind of does the same thing, right? Spider-Man, uh, re- well, not remastered, but yeah, the one that just came out on PC. Sure. Um, where it's, it is it's remastered. Same, yeah, it is remastered. Where it's um, adding to your moveset without adding just like incredibly long, like deep combo systems necessarily. They, they find good ways to use modifiers and contextual um, actions to to kind of diversify the moveset and give you more things you can do, which is cool. I I wrote that the combat is thoughtful. Yeah. I like that. You're thoughtful. Oh. (laughs) It's a very good way of putting it. It does feel much more thoughtful in in terms of not just its design, but in how you interact with it and use it in the game itself. Yeah. Like it's just there. Like the the combat is deliberate. Like it is not just there for the sake of being there. It's um, you have these transitions from just normal enemies to these kind of like mini bosses and, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, just you really have to think and strategize like how your fights are going to go, who you're going to prioritize just in a, in a way that you just didn't before you just kind of button spammed. Yep, exactly. Exactly. It was button spam before. And this does not feel like that at all, which I am a big fan of. I'm glad that they, I'm glad that it's this way now. Um, I wrote down too old for that shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's not, that doesn't lend itself well to dad mode at all. Um, there's a lot of instances of the stranger saying things like I feel nothing, right? Like, yeah, you, know, you can't feel pain, which also to me, cause I'd already drawn the big Lebowski comparison to Flea's character. Like one of the nihilists. It oh, made, sure. It made me think of, I believe in nothing. <laughs> it's the same kind of thing. Um, but also, that's kind like, of some scary shit to hear. It is fucked up, right? Like you're, you're especially considering Kratos, takes the stranger down to like within an inch of his life multiple times. And every time the stranger just says, yeah, I can't feel pain. Like, I don't care about this. Watch me regenerate. <laughs> it's, it's a little terrifying. And meanwhile, Kratos is getting the shit beat out of him. And for a long time, you're like, I don't, I don't know if he's going to make it out of this one. Okay. And then turns out Kratos can also regenerate his health. Uh, just yeah. maybe not as easily. Um, that related to that, I also wrote down that there's a very seemingly realistic amount of blood loss from the stranger in this fight. Yeah. <laughs> like his blood is just painting the landscape. <laughs> uh, it's, it's kind of like, if, if this, if this, if I were grossed out by this, it would gross me out. But instead it's just like, huh, that's a whole lot of that. A lot of, um, references to Kratos being old. So yes. like, at this point, the stranger, and I don't know more, but the stranger knows a lot about him. Yeah. People seem to know about him. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we as the player are clueless. Yes. But, like, it is known who he is, what mm-hmm. he is, and that he's been around for a while. So he exactly. he likes throwing out the, the old man jokes uh, throughout this entire fight. Yep. Yep. Which is... It's an interesting choice. And he's he's doing that thing where he's very clearly indicating like, hey, I know all about you, even though you don't know about me. Isn't that? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting fight. And then it definitely sets up this whole like, OK, how many more times am I going to have to deal with this guy during the game? If we're dealing with this problem this early on, like what the fuck else is waiting for me? You know? Um, yeah. Which is it's very exciting. It adds like immediately they find a way to add stakes that are feel very real and very difficult to overcome. Um, so I think that's a, it was, it was, the way this whole thing was designed was really smart. Um, 
And then eventually you take the stranger's health bar down enough times and the fight ends and, and Kratos can kind of very slowly make his way back and, and get Atreus. They hug out. it out. They get married. Yep. Yep. Everything's everything's happy. We're buds now. Um, and so Kratos and Atreus start their journey to take uh, what's-her-face's ashes up to the mountain. The mom. Mom's His ashes. Wife and mom. Wife and mom, who, who I, I whose identity we don't know, right? Yeah, I think that is on purpose. Yes, like I feel like... I, I mean, it's it's obviously one of two things. Either it does not matter or she's someone very important that they're trying to hide for the yeah. time being. Yes, I'm, I'm guessing it's the latter. Um, you know, there is a third option. Yeah? She could be the president of the United States. And if you get this reference, I'll be happy. Death Stranding. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, I get it now. That's good. It's good. Uh, it's, it's, it's the prequel to Death Stranding. <laughs> the rehearsal for Death Stranding. Um, let's see. So there's kind of this whole sequence where Kratos and Atreus are making their way through the landscape and you're just kind of doing, you know, video game traversal, like making your way through the environment. <laughs> um, yeah, I did Downtown. that on purpose. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, there's some environmental puzzle solving and they're kind of continuing to tutorialize things and like how you can use your axe to solve environmental puzzles and, and that stuff's all very clever. Um, there's a point where, uh, like, I can't remember exactly what the sequence of events is, but basically Atreus is talking with Kratos about like, how do you kill all these people, right? And and how do you deal with it? Because Atreus is like very hesitant to kill and, he, and you know, because he's just a kid and he hasn't, you know. And in an earlier cutscene, it was um, Kratos training him to use a bow and he yep. like kind of fumbled it. And so mm-hmm. he's trying to grow up. He's trying to change. Yeah. He needs to understand. Yeah. And and so meanwhile, like as you're going through this stuff, you're getting into fights with, with you know, these these creatures and Kratos is just slaughtering everything. And Atreus is seeing this and being like, wow, holy shit. And so, you know, the advice Kratos gives to him is you just have to close your heart to it. And I'm, and I wrote down like that's not exactly like your typical like father son type of lesson, you know, at least like not the ones that I grew up with. I mean, this relationship <laughs> is not even there. No, it's really not. There's there's a point. Mm, I hope I wrote something down about this. I might not have. Um, I'll just, I, I, there's a point later, like in this chapter, uh, in Paths of the Mountain, where you, the, Kratos like almost expresses like compassion or emotion for Atreus yes. to his face and then holds himself back and doesn't do it. Right. right? He yep. makes a deliberate choice not to do that, which is fascinating. And I'm like, okay, what's motivating this? Like, is it is Kratos trying to protect him, protect Atreus from himself? Like, by which I mean, is Kratos trying to protect Atreus from Kratos? Or is, like, is Kratos just not interested in having a relationship with his son in that way? You know, it's, I'm just, I'm, I really want to understand more about, like, how that unfolds. But yeah, the dynamic between them is just not typical. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know how much we're supposed to carry over from the prior games if you happen to know those things but it's like kratos was in love at one yeah. point he had a mm-hmm. wife yep he was tricked into killing his own wife and uh the 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 house burned down and his look is him wearing the ashes of the burnt house and his family oh that's right like 
his skin is the ashes that from from that fire that for whatever reason never come off. Uh, there might actually be a reason. I just don't remember what that is. But like, so even now he is still carrying those ashes with him. Yep. Yep. Uh, which is also like, clearly that's just a part of him at this point, right? Like he's right. not gonna, <clears throat> he's not gonna turn his back on that. Um, and that's, that's kind of cool to see too. Um, you kind of go, we go through this whole section where they're working their way through some ruins. Um, which is some a, great puzzling, just yeah. great puzzle stuff. Yeah, that's where the environmental puzzle design, I think, really starts to take off and starts to get more interesting. And I was really enjoying that stuff. Um, I didn't write down too much about that section of the game because I was just more interested in kind of playing it. And it was a lot more just like, you know, video game, like, let's play, like, let, let's do stuff. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's like, it's this weird, like, this is a very linear game, linear mm -hmm. area, but like, there's these side paths that are so obvious that you just start going off in these tangents and being like, okay, I'm going to go see what this is about. Yeah. I think what I will say that I really liked about this is they do a, the, the environment design and the level design here is really smart because like you said, it's very linear. Um, and in a lot of games like this, especially when they're, it's weird. Cause like this isn't technically an open world game, at least not at this point in the game, but like, um, it's, it's so grand in scope that it feels like you're traversing something equivalent to the size of an open world a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, and so like the way that they've got you on this pretty clear path, but that they do have those side paths and that you're not like, I, I have the problem with most games where I'm like, okay, I need to figure out which is the main path and which is the side path so I can go do the side path before I go back and, and move on from this area, right? Yeah. I have like that completionist in me makes some of that stuff hard. But I feel like this stuff is a lot more easy to understand or like into it from the way it's laid out, which is really nice. Um, every time, <laughs> every time that Atreus hops on Kratos's back, when you go to climb, like I just start laughing. <laughs> okay. I don't know. It's just something about the animation and something about just like the fact that Atreus just hops right up there. And like, Kratos, like it's ratchet, a ratchet and clank or some shit. Ex yes, exactly. And, and the fact that Atre or Kratos seems like, to not even notice and like not be burdened by the weight at all is just very funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah. I wrote down about how I was really enjoying the environmental puzzles and then you get, you get kind of through the ruins. Eventually they hint at like some weird, like faction of, of people um, that I honestly like kind of have forgotten, like kind of what their deal was other than there's something right about them. Um, just like another enemy type you have to take on, right? Right. Um, and then you get out of the ruins and you meet Brock, um, who is like the the proprietor of, uh, of a dwarven shop. And it turns out is one of uh, two dwarves who originally helped to craft Kratos's axe, Axel Rose. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that guy is, uh, he's a real hoot. Yeah. Really entertaining guy and kind of needed at this point. Uh, mm -hmm. cause Kratos is not doing any kind of, uh, entertainment for he's not our big uh, amusement on the comic relief. He's a very dour individual. Um, Brock on the other hand, very comical and foul mouth, but not like, not, not corny, you know, just entertaining. Yeah. 
Oh, sorry. It's the, it's the Leviathan axe. Turns out. I think we'll stick with Axel Rose though. Leviathan. Yeah, makes sense. I guess it, it does. Yeah. Um, so you meet Brock, you learn about like the shop system and you can upgrade the Leviathan axe. Uh, and that's kind of nice because you start getting introduced to like how you're going to make Kratos more powerful during the game, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then you're kind of back off on your adventure again and you make your way through some, is this the part where you make your way through? Oh, there's like a, it's like a, uh, uh, there's another small ruins, I guess, but there's like traps, I think. Is that right? Yes. 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 There's like the trap rooms and that's, that's all exciting and, and what have you. Um, and you get out the other side and there's a puzzle. And, and I have a, a, a note about this that I think you'll appreciate, which is did Vin Diesel design the family rune puzzle? <laughs> right. That's you, good. You have to, you have to solve the, the puzzle, make the runes show up and the rune says family. Vin Diesel was here. Um, and again, like another, another one etched. of those. It's what? It's etched into the rocks. Vin Diesel yeah, he, was here. He carved it in with like a tire iron that he had sharpened. Yeah. <laughs> just for carving purposes. If anyone can figure it out, it's Vin Diesel. Um, and then. You go on another hunt with Atreus. Um, and there's another troll fight and that's. Exciting, I guess. Um, <laughs> that one was pretty harrowing. I didn't. Like, that one was tough. I didn't think I was going to get through that one. It was it was hard. Uh, it was much harder than the first one uh, that the trolls attacks were much more challenging. Um, so, yeah, you, get, you, you you beat the troll and then then there's a special boar that shows up and it's covered in runes. And Atreus is like, no, I could do it now. I'm going to show you how good at hunting I am. Right. Like somehow uh, has grown up in like 45 minutes. Well, because at this point, Atreus is now able to shoot arrows. Well, I guess he was doing that since before. But yeah, he's 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 been exposed to enough killing and carnage that he's starting to feel more comfortable with killing shit, I guess. He's become he's becoming rapidly desensitized. Perfect. That's exactly what you want. If you want to make a, make yourself a, a warrior child. Um, and then... Yeah, so this boar is like, it looks it looks special and it's an easy target because it's probably not another one like it. And so Atreus lands an arrow on it, right? And then the boar runs off. And so Kratos tells him to yeah. chase it. Isn't that what happens? Yeah, because like he didn't he didn't hit the organ like he hit it, but he missed essentially. Yeah, right. Um, and so. I think you chase the you chase the war once and then have and then Atreus shoots it again and then Atreus takes off after the, the boar and then a fog sets in and now you're you're navigating through like kind of these not caverns but just I don't know this this trenches I guess where there's there's rock faces kind of all around you and it's kind of a maze but not uh and you get to press square to boy a whole lot yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, which I got a big kick out of. Um, and I really thought that there was, oh, this is weird. These notes are out of order. That explains a lot. I, I thought that there was a trick coming with the boar, right? I thought for sure that this was set up to Atreus, like being ensnared or like being almost taken captive and Kratos having to fight somebody off or like meeting another villain. 
And instead, like you get a forest witch who just shows up. Yeah. Um, which is a really cool twist. And and I immediately like the environmental shift that happens here is just so cool because um, you go from these like kind of snowy, more natural, barren looking, maybe not barren, but just muted uh, looking environments right, with the rocks and, you know, it's cold. And suddenly you're just in this vibrant, lush, like incredibly saturated, beautiful forested area, like out of and, nowhere. And you didn't know that it was like muted and, and kind of desaturated until you get here and you're like, Oh God. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, Holy shit. Like this is, this is something else. And, and I remember just like, you know, once you kind of go through the whole interaction with the witch and kind of agree to carry the boar back to her house, um, and just kind of slowly walking through her home, like the, the area surrounding her home. And like, there's all these just beautiful trees and plants and there's so much to look at and take in again. And this is like a thing that keeps happening as you play this game is like, you have these moments where there's just a lot to look at. Um, and it's just, it's really inc- very striking and incredible. And it's, it's a great example of how varied and creative and, and just inc- a beautiful, the, the art and the environment design in this game is, um, Let's see. I, I also wrote down that I'm like in general really enjoying the tonal shift in Kratos, like from him always being in rage mode in the old games um, to this being a story about him needing to work with the people close to him and the people he meets like in more productive ways, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, again, like I didn't play most of the original trilogy, so maybe, you know, maybe there is some of that in the original games. But my impression was always that like, he was pretty much on a one man crusade to to just seek revenge always. Um, and then let's see. Yeah, uh, there's also I wrote down like this game is full of fuck. This game is cool moments, right? Um, and like watching the Witch of the Woods house, which is on the back of a giant turtle, like just rise up. Yeah, uh, that was incredible. Like just after you've already just come off of this like really stunning sequence, like it just puts such an incredible cap on it. Um, it's a very, so, so amazing. Um, then the back garden behind her house is really just kind of a, a nice touch, right? Um, it's, it's just a more play, like more, not just like set dressing, but it's, it's like really kind of telling a story about what her life is like and who she is just through the environment design itself. Um, yeah. I also really love that magical window to the outside that she's got on the inside of the house. Right. The one next to the back door where you can like yep, look yep. out and see stuff. And then from the outside, it's not there at all. Yes. I don't know. That just, that, that's, that struck me. <laughs> um, let's see. So you, you kind of, you, you, you agree to help out and like make sure the boar gets healed. Right. And so you go gather some herbs and you, because uh, did, did you cover the fact that it's like her boar? I did not. Right. And so it's, it's like, it's hers. It's like, it's her friend. It's implied. I kind of picked up on an idea that like, not just that it's a boar and that it's her friend, but they kind of implied that it has like a higher consciousness, like similar to a humans. Yeah. Like you get somebody else at one point. Right, exactly. Like there's something, it's not just that the boar is special. It's like the boar is special, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. And it's like, it's clear that the boar is incredibly important to her. Like she says as much multiple times. Um, 
And so, yeah, you agree to help the boar out and you're very apologetic for, you know, trying to kill it. Um, and yeah, you gather herbs from her garden to help heal it. And, and she kind of does some magic, you know, some witch magic uh, to help it out. And then, um, you know, she offers to provide some help to Kratos and Atreus on their journey. Um, and I wrote down like, you know, she has a line in there where she says like, not without thanks, right? Is like kind of saying like, hey, I'm, you know, uh, I'm not going to send you along um, without some kind of, you know, reward basically or without repaying you for your kindness. And I wrote down that in older, the original God of War games, right? This would have led to like a strongly implied off-camera sex scene with a throwaway character. Yes. Right? <laughs> like 100%, that's what this would have been. And now it's... Um, I believe you know, those sex scenes were quick time events as well. Some of them were, yes. <laughs> um, and and very like crude and obvious sound effects being played over them. Uh, yeah. Now it's it, it, the thanks you get, the rewards you get is protection from the wrath of the gods from a very powerful character in this world who has like complete agency over herself, which is really like just chef's kiss. You love to see that kind of a change in this game. Like, and, and to me, like that was kind of part of some of the issues I had with the original trilogy. It was like, I got what they were going for, but they leaned so hard into some of those tropes that it was just like not enjoyable for me. And like seeing the game, not just grow up, but really take these things seriously. Um, yeah. I think is, is really encouraging. And it's cool to see that. Uh, I said, I wrote down God of war has come a long way. <laughs> and it's funny. They, they did so much in, in just a single game, the three games and side projects couldn't do. And all it took was no David Scott Jaffe. Mm, get him. <laughs> That's all it took. Um, boy, I saw a clip of that dude talking some shit on Twitter a few months ago. He about, is unhinged. He is. He was talking some shit about Alana Pierce. Um, and I was like, huh. That's a choice. Like, yeah. You really, like you really want, you want to pick someone to, to go after and, and oh man, uh, he's, um, yeah, he's, he's, a an, he's a unique opinionated individual. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I, I think it's safe to say God of War is better off without him. And it seems like, uh, Corey Barlog is doing a good job in their whole team. Right. Yeah, for sure. Also, I, I mean, I'm sure part of the reason why Jaffe was railing against Alana is because of the fact that she is on the writing staff for Ragnarok, but um, like she is associated with the game now. But yeah, anyway. Um, huh, so you go out into this cavern, you know, this underground, you know, cavern full of water underneath the Witch of the Woods' house. And we... What do we do? Um, <laughs> we get on a boat and we paddle out. And this was the moment that I became inspired to try and start taking, a, like using photo mode as much as I could, which I wish I'd thought to do before. Uh, but like a thing I'm going to be doing throughout this is is taking pictures of Kratos and Atreus going through this journey, but like trying to make it like road trip style pictures. Oh, and, sure. And like I posted, I think one of them into Discord a couple weeks ago, but... Well, I love the fact that you can pose their faces and so you can create situations where like, you know, I have one where they're paddling the the boat, you know, out on the water <laughs> with the basalt rocks behind them. And Atreus is like making it pulling a goofy face. 
uh, like his, he's trying to have fun and like joke around with dad, right? Is kind of the story I'm trying to tell in this picture. But uh, I've also set the depth of field to be like really uh, so that the f-stop is really low so that Kratos is like kind of blurry in the background. But you can still very clearly tell that he's enraged by this. Yeah, <laughs> he's not having any any of Atreus' shenanigans. I thought it was funny. It was a, it was a treat for me. But I'm going to be like trying to do like this photo journal of their stupid adventure together. Um and like characterize it in a, in a, in a heartwarming way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the boat lets out onto a big giant lake and uh, Kratos finds a statue that tells him to throw his axe in the water. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm skipping over details a lot here, but that's um, okay. it is fine. So he does. He says, all right, fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to throw this axe into the middle of the lake. And he, he's like, I can just call it back. It's no big deal. Right. The axe doesn't come back. Um, uh-oh. and then, uh oh, but oh no, it's the world serpent. Like already, like <laughs> it's, we're so still so early in the game. And the fucking world serpent is just here and speaking in ancient tongues, right in Kratos's face. And you're like, God damn, that's a big fucking serpent. Yeah. <laughs> um, and after that, I've written like, if I could use one word to sum this game up already, it would be spectacle. Right? Like, yeah. Above, maybe not above all else, but like the thing that I keep thinking about as I'm playing through this just constantly is like there is so much spectacle in this game. There are so many moments where you're stopping and just being utterly blown away by things. Um, And yeah, it's like I I just I really hope they can keep that momentum up (laughs) and that like it continues to be that way. But like I have a feeling that won't be a problem. The, the scale of this game is just top notch. Just everything is big and huge. And like mm-hmm. so many games get scale wrong. And yes, this just goes hard in, in the opposite direction. It really does, um, which is it's so cool to see that they get that right, because it does. It does like the world that you're in just feels uh, Midgard feels huge. Um, and I actually stopped taking notes at this point, which is funny because the this chapter i think goes on for a bit longer um where let me make sure i'm getting that right do, 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 do. yeah so there's well, kind of some so i mean this chapter is really about like teaching you okay this is what happens when you get to a big hub area and it really opens up and this is how mm-hmm. you explore it yeah um i wasn't expecting the the water drain sequence oh my god i know that was incredible <laughs> Again, spectacle. <laughs> yeah. Um, me either. Like it just, it completely transforms the area right in front of you. And you're like, oh shit, the world literally just opened up because of this. Um, man. Yeah. And then like what you, you meet Brock again uh, on the, yeah. on board this giant like rotating bridge, uh, which you don't know does that yet, but um, spoilers. Uh, it's a huh. giant floating structure or it seems to be floating. Brock's there. He's got a shop set up. And he gives you, you know, like an item that lets you teleport back to him uh, from wherever you're at, which seems useful, kind of. Um, And then Kratos kind of has to go up this mountain to I actually don't remember what the motivation behind this particular part is. I just know that it's like, okay, well, I guess we got to go this way. Yeah, Um, yeah. MacGuffin or reasons TM. Um, Yeah, I mean, they really got to get up this mountain to go go bury this decaying woman. Right, right, right. Because that's the path to the actual mountain you're trying to get to. I remember now. Yeah, you have to open it up. Yes. So 
Yeah, so you're trying to get up to the mountain to to deposit the decaying woman's ashes uh, that you set on fire at the beginning of the game, and you you meet Brock's brother on the way, and you kind of find out, okay, here's the other dwarf who worked on this axe, and he has some things to say about Brock. <laughs> um, which is kind of funny, and you, get, you understand, like, oh, okay, these two aren't talking to each other for... A, Reasons we don't fully understand yet, but clearly there was a rift between the two of them. Um, and yeah, basically like the, the way this plays out is you just, you make your way up there and then there is a mysterious black smoke blocking the path. Um, it's kind of spoopy looking. Isn't it like yeah. pour, pouring out of like a face almost? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's that too. Oh, the black breath. Uh, that's, that's what it's called. Um, and then the Witch of the Woods shows up to say, hey, uh, I knew this was going to happen. Uh, I'm here to help. <laughs> um, and and the, the chapter ends, basically. Um, and that's that's more or less where this episode and this discussion wraps. Was there was there other stuff that you wrote down that we didn't get the chance to talk about in this section? Uh, so, I mean, like, the, this is still like when you are talking to these brothers, you are getting access to low level gear that you can craft. Mm -hmm. It's showing you uh, the upgrades that you can apply to your ax, to your magic, to your ranged combat, Uh, just things like that. Like it starts introducing you to these systems and you start to realize that like this game goes a whole lot deeper than not only God of War games before it, but you know, then maybe you would have thought for this one as well. Yes, precisely. Um, which is cool. It's like, I, and I like the pace at which they're introducing more of these systems and, and tutorializing and, and like layering things on more gradually. It's nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so far, um, initial impressions, uh, this game seems cool as shit and I'm really excited to keep moving and I've actually been having to actively stop myself from playing it so that, I don't like get too far out and like can't remember things that happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited to dip back into it more. Like what, what other, any other like impressions or thoughts you had on this first section of the game? I mean, my, my first impressions of the game are, I mean, it's, it's all right. Yeah. I, I not, mean, I kind of don't get it. I feel like, you know, <laughs> no, it's yeah, it's, it's <laughs> fucking cool. Um, I I really enjoyed it. It's just so different, but it's, 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 it's kind of like overbearing at times. Like it just Mm -hmm. feels like there's so much more game to go. And like, yeah, I don't know. There's just like a whole lot to it that I think like if I was playing it right as it came out, it wouldn't feel this way. Agreed. Like knowing that we're sort of, we have like this secondary goal of trying to finish it before Ragnarok comes out, like definitely adds a little bit of like, Oh, like we need to, (laughs) like you said, overbearing at times. It feels like there's a lot here. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and like to that end, like I know that there's a bunch of extra like optional stuff you can do. That's like considered like major challenges to complete, um, that I'm probably not going to engage with at least, you know, for now, um, I'm probably going to, yeah, Personally, I'm probably going to be critical pathing this as much as I can, but yeah, I do. I do like doing those chess puzzles where you have to hit like the three gongs. Oh yeah. In rapid succession in order to open it. Like that's so fun. Those are great. I like those a lot. 
any any of that stuff that's like along the main path, I'm happy to do. But I think it's just, you know, I know that there's uh, like the Valkyries and stuff that you have to do that are like very intense. Um, and I, I've I've heard uh, I've heard that those take a lot of grinding to kind of get yourself powered up and leveled up enough for, uh, which I'm not going to do. But, sure. But yeah, I, I'm I'm interested to see what the the scope of this game ends up being because like this felt like a pretty meaty chunk and we're only two chapters in. Um, yeah, but I mean, this took like two hours mm-hmm. or so, like, which isn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's healthy. It yes, it is. Uh, you know, it says the main, how long to beat says the main story average is around twenty hours. Um, so if that's any indication, that means we have like nine more of these left, <laughs> nine more check-ins. Um, but we'll who knows? See. Some some areas might move faster than others. So yeah, I, I did play a little bit into a realm beyond kind of on so accident I. because I was yeah, so I was looking for like a natural stopping point. Um, and we can kind of save that for next time because we said we weren't going to do that on this one. But like it's all that one's very short. It's like 10 minutes, maybe. Um, so um, cool. So for next time, we're going to play up through we're going to play all of the light of Alfheim and then play up to the end of Inside the Mountain, I think is what you and I talked about before the show. Yeah. Uh, and so lump a realm beyond in with that, because technically that wasn't part of it. Um, but know that that if, if y'all happen to be playing along as you're listening that one's quick. So around beyond the light of Alfheim inside the mountain for next time. Um, cool. Well, any other parting shots you'd like to add before we wrap up? Um, boy, that was a pregnant pause. (laughs) Well, it has to fully gestate, you know? Yeah, it takes a while. That's it. Okay. All All I got is boy boy good enough it's just i feel i'm i'm so glad to finally know what is going on with that meme i mean i knew but like now i feel yeah. like, I'm a, like i'm a part of it uh uh real quick boy yeah. versus jason Whew. i mean what's the criteria we're judging against like just overall what do i like better? overall yeah mm, well in heavy rain you can press x to jason like as much as you want um and in God of War 2018, it it kind of throttles how much you can spam your button to say boy. On the other hand, you only get to say you only get to hear Jason a little bit in, in heavy rain, right? That's yeah, like, it's the very beginning of the game and that's it. Um, so um, I think I think I like boy. Yeah, I think it carries more weight and not being able to overuse it makes it a winner in my book. It's also more versatile, I would say. Yeah. 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 All right. There you have it. Uh, That's going to do it for this edition of Quick Save Bytes. We'll be back again uh, at some point in the near future to check in on God of War Game Club yet again. Um, And uh, we got another regular episode of the show coming out later this week. So check it out. Two shows, one week. It's unheard of. Um, if you've got suggestions for topics you'd like us to cover on future episodes of Bytes, uh, once we're done with Game Club, or just for other reasons, you can send them in to quicksave at savingcontent.com or hit us up on Twitter. Uh, until next time. Uh-huh.